You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers. It's game week, right, Croc? Is there a preseason game game this week? Let's see here. The 49ers will be playing. We'll see a lot of Trey Lance and Kyle Shanahan gave a little secret out that we're going to see Trey Lance, even if he's not a starter during the regular season, too. So that is going to be a huge topic for today's show. I think context is needed. We're going to talk about Bloods versus Crips, as Crocker put it recently, talking about Jimmy G versus Trey Lance. And I can't <laughs> wait to hear why he's, he titled his uh, Twitter, what is it, Twitter Voices? Twitter Spaces? I always forget. What spaces. Yeah, yeah, his Twitter Spaces was entitled, and I didn't get a chance to, to log in and hear it, but... Trey Lance versus Jimmy Garoppolo is like Bloods versus Crips. So I can't wait to hear why Crocker entitled his Twitter spaces that. Um, we've we've heard from D Ford recently, Arden Key, Emmanuel Mosley back from COVID, Juwan Jennings back from COVID. So a ton to get into on today's program. At BD Peacock on Twitter, at Eric underscore Crocker. Shoot us some of your questions as we get primed for this first preseason game this week. We got to start with Kyle Shanahan's comments. He said, quote, Trey's going to play for us this year. I know you guys are all running to Twitter on that. Situationally, he's going to get plays. That doesn't mean he's going to be the starter or anything, but he's going to get plays, and you've got to prepare him for that in every possible way. And he did say it's still not a competition. Jimmy's the one. Trey's the two. But he did say he's got to start getting him some work with the first team. And look, you got we talked about this last week. You got to get him some work with the first team because he's one play away from Jimmy Garoppolo getting hurt and Trey Lance is the starter anyway. So he's got to get some work with the I think any backup in the league should have some work in camp and in the preseason with the starting unit. Right. Yeah. And and remind me, because I'm going to have a follow up question about one thing that you just said. Okay, but yeah, got to get in there. Got to get those reps. And it seems like he has a unique uh, package for pause, a unique package Mm -hmm. for Trey Lance. And it's not really specific to just, you know, the overall offense of what he's been running. This seems like it's more just specific run plays that he wants to get Trey Lance in and get him acclimated to running with the offensive line, get them used to blocking it up a certain way. So I think people might get scared off of that and kind of just go with the whole uh, uh, heel, right? Uh, Taysom Hill from the Saints. Mm-hmm. And people didn't want that, right? I know 49ers got a lot of pushback for just the thought that they could utilize him as Taysom Hill. But Trey Lance has that type of skill set. So, you know, you want to get some cheap yardage real quick, put him in there and use him in that role. I don't see a whole lot wrong with it. I mean, we know he can do more, but I think it's just that stigma that people put on. Right. Him. And it, look, he's got a uniform on on game day. Utilize them if it makes your team better, if it makes your chances to win better. Um, and, and I know people don't want him to be a gadget player and become Taysom Hill. And he's, I don't think, you know, in the long run, obviously, nobody does. Shanahan doesn't want him to become that, but he wants to utilize him if he's going to be the backup quarterback. And there are some ways, you know, goal line maybe. Um, Kyle Shanahan talks a lot about 11 on 11. When you have your quarterback that can run, it makes the numbers favor you. So my question is when Trey Lance comes in, does Jimmy G come out? Or does Jimmy G go stand like Jay Cutler over at wide receiver and not do anything? Because then it's not really 11 on 11 anymore because then it's still 10 on 11 because the, the corner is going to come down and Droble is not going to go block a DB, right? Or at least not try too hard to block him on a running play. And I don't think he's going to go out on the, with, who knows, maybe he does get some passes thrown his way. But that's my question. If 
Trey Lance enters, does Jimmy Garoppolo come out? I think Jimmy, Jimmy has to come out. Mm-hmm. So like you said, you can utilize just that 11-on-11 aspect of it. I have seen a lot of teams where – but that's more of a wildcat type thing, right, where you go with a running back and then the quarterback just kind of goes in. But then at any moment they can motion the quarterback back in to take a snap. Yeah. So, But this isn't like this. Like This is a legit quarterback. I think we'll see more of what the Saints did. Not saying they'll use him just like Taysom Hill, but just the aspect of when Taysom Hill comes in – most of the time, Drew Drew Brees went and jogged his little butt off to the sideline and watched whatever play was going to happen. <laughs> That's true. I mean, if Drew Brees, Hall of Famer, can jog to the sideline and be out for some plays and be a pro about it, I'm sure Jimmy Garoppolo will too. How much that is utilized will be a big question. But Kyle Shanahan let the cat out of the bag. It will be Trey Lance on the field in some way, shape, or form, probably in every single game. And so we might see him very early. Yeah, what was your other follow-up there, Croc? So my follow-up was, you mentioned something about Trey Lance having to be ready in case Jimmy Garoppolo gets hurt. And this is one thing we haven't really touched on. What if Jimmy Garoppolo gets hurt and has a major injury or a season-ending injury like he has, and then the off-season comes and you can't cut him because he maybe has some injury guarantees? Is that something that you think they're thinking about that? That happened with uh, Colin Kaepernick. Where, yeah, remember, I think Colin Kaepernick, the writing was on the wall. I think he was going to be gone. But then he had, like, that thumb and he had the shoulder. He had to get those surgeries. And he wasn't cleared before that date. There was, like, a date in April where, like, once he was there past that date, his his contract was guaranteed. So they kind of stuck with him for another year. Yeah, you have to, he has to be able to pass a physical before you can cut him next year. So if he does have some major injury, you're right. Yeah, I didn't really think about that. And I'm not sure how his contract works, if there's other ways around that or something. But um, that's a great question, actually, Croc, and not something I really thought about. Maybe maybe a reason, an extra reason to, if you think Trey's ready to be like, yeah, we got to we gotta get rid of Jimmy now while he's healthy and has, yeah. you know, but potentially he could have more value next year if he plays, but that's only if he's playing. If Jimmy Garoppolo's not playing, 26 million Jimmy, uh, and maybe that would be part of it. So you would ask him to restructure his contract, guaranteeing him he could be a free agent. So maybe Jimmy says, look, I'll take $10 million less this year, but I get to be a free agent next offseason. Right? Yeah. So then the 49ers can't I'm trade him or something next offseason, and then that way he wouldn't be under contract, so you wouldn't have to worry about it if he did get hurt. So that would kind of make both sides okay with the situation if he becomes the backup? I don't know. I, I would hate for week 16 to come and all of a sudden Jimmy's like, oh, my ankle. I got a high ankle sprain again. <laughs> and just care. and then all the way throughout the uh, April comes the new league year or whatever. And he's like, ah, I still got some pain in my ankle. Oh my God. <laughs> they, can't, they can't cut him or trade him. That is. Yeah, that's a That's a good question, Croc. I had not thought about that at all. Um, actually. So what was your thing? What was your Jimmy G? Versus Trey Lance, Bloods and Crips thing, because uh, that was a fantastic title, by the way, but I wasn't able to check in and listen to what you were talking about there. So t- talk to me about this. And which one's the Bloods and which one's the Crips? All right, so <laughs> I don't know which one's Bloods or Crips. And the, and the actual conversation went a totally different direction. My guy Will Blackman joined, and I had some guys join, and some other NFL guys, and we had great conversation just about football in general. But it started off with me, I don't want to say feeling some type of way, but just consistently looking at my comments looking you know at twitter and just kind of feeling the vibe of what's going on here and there are a lot of people that are trying to either pin one guy against the other or people make it seem like you hold one 
to a different standard than the other. And it, and they're making it like you have to pick sides. And and I use Crips and Bloods because that's what I know. You know, coming from Stockton, Northside, like I grew up around Crips. I know some Bloods, you know, but like I, I know how that is where it's like, nah, you can't, you can't be on both sides. You got to choose one. And that was what it felt like where I, I like, uh, you know, Trey Lance. I'm excited for him to play. Why wouldn't I be? He's a third overall pick. But also, if Jimmy Garoppolo gives the 49ers the best chance to win and he's playing well, let's go, Jimmy. Like, to me, it doesn't it doesn't matter. They're both 49er quarterbacks. But the way Twitter has made it seem, man, like, I'm looking at – I just saw a post on Facebook where a guy was like, it's, it's Jimmy Garoppolo all day. And I'm like, <laughs> like, dude, who, who cares? Well, yeah, it's, it's super strange. You have to be Team Jimmy or Team Trey. You can't just be Team 49ers. And – most people, it's funny because I think it's it's hard because a lot of people own number ten jerseys, right? And and they're all about the 49ers, and that's their guy. And then all of a sudden, you bring a new guy in, and they're like, "Well, let's wait a second. I, I, Jimmy G's still my guy." And so I can understand how that'd be hard. And I know how some other people think everybody's trash. So if you're not the best quarterback in the NFL, you're trash. So Jimmy's trash. They got a rookie in there. Let's see the rookie. They want they want him in there right now, instantly. And so the level headed folks out there, the people that understand context when they're seeing highlights and they're seeing what's going on at training camp and seeing some guy make a big good throw and another person maybe um, playing well but not as, you know, not blowing anybody away. There's so much context needed and you have to let it play out. It doesn't have to end today. It doesn't have to be a one-punch knockout for Trey Lance or for Jimmy Garoppolo. We've got a month still until the regular season. The 49ers have time to let this play out, let their quarterbacks grow, and then give the job to whoever think they think gives them the best job to the chance to win in, in week one. Right. So, I mean, we're going to see how it plays out, but then man, the, the Twitter 49ers Twitter has just been a mess, but I went on spaces and you know, it's fun because you get, you get to just talk to everybody and people can chime in and, and, and at any time. And that's been awesome. And then I had some uh, guys chime in, especially Will Blackman. He came on and he talked for a long time. I mean, we were probably on there for two and a half hours at least. And uh, Will Blackman talked about how he was in on the team with two two different times with two different quarterback battles. He was there with Brett Favre and Andrew uh, Andrew and uh, Aaron Rodgers, and then he also was there when Kirk Cousins and the whole RG three thing in Washington. Mm. So he was there, and he had you know just different perspectives on each situation and what the difference was and what everybody was thinking in the locker room and everything. So you know it was cool to kind of be able to hear that perspective. More notes from Kyle Shanahan, some other notes from different players at the most recent Day 10 practice press conference, and then another note from Michael Silver about what's going on inside the organization, how they feel about Jimmy Garoppolo next. Do you know 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose? Is it really that surprising the game is rigged against you? You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts who have more tools and more time. You don't stand a chance. Introducing Stat Hero. It's the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. Here's how it works Stat Hero shows you their lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house, it's head to head fantasy matchups. You name the stakes, winner take all. You have the advantage. Stat Hero is showing you their lineups ahead of time. No one else does that. Stat Hero is DFS the way it was meant to be, one on one. Play Stat Hero now and change the odds. Go to stathero.com slash locked on, sign up for free, and right now you can get three times back 
on your first play. A 300% match. That's unheard of. Go to StatHero.com slash LockedOn. StatHero.com slash LockedOn. This is an interesting one. Are the 49ers really trying to pump up the trade value of Jimmy Garoppolo? Or do they really believe in Jimmy Garoppolo? There was... Uh, a tweet from Michael Silver, who's you know well-plugged-in guy, obviously, NFL.com, said, this is the deal with the 49ers QBs. Jimmy is playing lights out, and it still may not be enough. Lance is learning more quickly than anyone could have reasonably expected, and they already knew he was smart. A lot of the responses were like, wait, what? Those aren't the reports from camp. Jimmy's not playing lights out. He's playing fine. He also said that there's more to it than what everybody's seeing at practice, what the beat writers are seeing at practice. So essentially, Jimmy being lights out might not be the most obvious thing to those folks who are watching practice that are seeing all the big throws being thrown by Trey Lance and seeing how great he looks. What Jimmy Garoppolo might be doing correctly might be something that Kyle Shanahan is pointing out in the quarterback room, maybe something happening that you're looking on film like, this is the right read, this is the way to do it, this is this, this is this. Then maybe some things that Maybe to whether you're uh, you know, a beat writer, a smart football person, been around the team a lot or not, maybe there's more to it with Jimmy G looking great. Or is this the 49ers just trying to pump up Jimmy G's trade value? Yeah, no, I think there definitely is more to it. You know, just you, you would expect Jimmy Garoppolo to be sharp and, and decisive with, what, with where he's going. And you'd expect Trey Lance to kind of be the opposite as he kind of gets going and gets his experience in. You know, you talked about some throws that were in the Saturday scrimmage where maybe it, w- it would have been a sack, right? And maybe he didn't get the ball off, you yeah. know? Kyle Shanahan might say, hey, this is where I want you to go with the ball if something like this happens. Maybe you got to feel this guy coming off the edge. Maybe you got to know that Colt McKivitz or Col- Colton McKivitz can't block to save his life. So you know somebody's coming off that right edge, you know? Like, whatever it is, there might be things that Jimmy Garoppolo is doing cleaner and maybe is a little bit more trustworthy as opposed to Trey Lance, who has been making the big plays, the splash plays, but I I'd say, I think there's a element of Kyle Shanahan where he just wants his guy to ele- uh, execute right now, and then okay, eventually the big plays were going, but he doesn't maybe want to make a habit of doing those things because they might not be something that can be consistent. Yeah, he wants he doesn't want his quarterback coming in and just playing off script all the time or anything like that. And 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 yeah, the, and so I've seen a, a bunch of those plays. There was the some and I love seeing the end zone view from some of the fans there at Levi's Stadium by the way, watching practice and seeing a ton of videos the other day. And it was, it was a bummer for the beat writers. They're not allowed to film that stuff, but they had people in the stands, so fans in the stands could film all they wanted and put a, all kinds of tape up there uh, on Twitter and on YouTube. So I've seen a bunch of those. But uh, yeah, the end zone view, I, I saw I, I saw a play. It was a pass to, uh, there was another pass to Ayuk that, that that you mentioned before we went on the air that I, I don't know if you want to we'll talk about that one about the throw over the linebacker. But there was another one where Ayuk, I, I'm not sure what the route was because you couldn't really see it, but it was, a, it was some sort of a double move, I assume, because it took a little while for him to get open and he got open in the middle of the field. And before Lance even threw the ball to him, and it was a nice throw and um, nice completion over the middle of the field, but it was like, it was on Twitter, it was billed as this, oh, look at this, you know, great stuff. Uh, you know, Brandon Ayuk and, and Trey Lance already had this good rapport and what a great throw and what an awesome play. But you see the defender blow right by Trey Lance. He can't touch him. That would have been a sack before he even right. let go of the ball. Um, and then Trey Lance at the end of those move the ball drills at the end of practice, those last play of, play of practice apparently, uh, threw a ball for rookie running back Elijah Mitchell 
and it bounced off his hands for an interception. It's like, okay, interception, but it went off the receiver's hands. So, you know, a bad play was actually maybe not that bad of a play. He went where he was supposed to and hit his receiver, bounced off his hands. Uh, one that looked like a good play that's getting highlights and getting retweeted everywhere might not have been that great of a play because maybe he should have gone somewhere else with the football sooner. So, so much context needed in, in some of these things when it comes to this stuff. And that's probably what you're talking about there, Croc, with, with other things that Jimmy Garoppolo might look better on when the coaches are going back and looking at the film of practices versus what we're seeing with the highlights from just a big-armed, athletic guy. Because obviously, and we already knew Trey Lance was going to be 6'4", fast, and have a huge arm. We already knew that about him. He's got to figure out the rest of it. And so that could take some time for a 21-year-old. Now, the tough thing is with the, you know, kind of playing off script and stuff like that, when things do break down, although we see him sitting in the pocket now and maybe he would have gotten sacked and threw the ball, in live action, there's an element of him being able to take off and make throws on the move. And that's what makes guys like him dangerous. That's what makes Patrick Mahomes so dangerous. I think Patrick Mahomes does his best work outside of the pocket when he starts to move around and slide to the right and throw balls on the run. We saw Josh Allen last year, what he did to the 49ers. I mean, just bad breaking plays that were where, I mean, people were saying, oh man, 49ers defensive line, they're not getting any pressure. I'm like, they are getting pressure. He's just moving and then throwing the ball 30 yards down the field. Russell Wilson, how many years have we seen him do that to the 49ers? <laughs> Buying some time, extending some plays, then you make this big throw. And all three of those quarterbacks have great arms and are able to go find players down the field and hurt you when they are able to create some some space and some extra time with their feet so uh yeah i mean you can get killed by those types of plays and and that's what's exciting about trey lance is when he is there timing wise and in rhythm in kyle shanahan's offense and then can give you those things on top of it i mean look out yeah that's gonna be tough and i think that's what probably excites people a lot about you know what they've seen out of training camp so far how about this one? This one really made me laugh. Uh, there was a question about Alex Mack's sweaty ass at center, essentially. There was like a towel, uh, and and one of the reporters was asking, what's, what's up with the towel and, and Alex Mack and snapping the ball? And basically Shanahan said, yeah, it happens with all centers, but maybe a little bit more with Mack than some other ones. Uh, and that Matt Ryan used to make him change pants between practice periods, which I think was hilarious. <laughs> like That's how much this dude's sweating. Um, so for sure, Trey Lance needs to get used to Alex Mack's sweaty ass before he gets those first team reps, right? Like That's something you don't want to show up and be fumbling the ball week one. Right. Now, I want to say it's Tom Brady. He makes his center do a certain thing. I think maybe like dump baby powder in there and it helps him stay dry or he puts a towel a certain way to where it stay, stays dry. But Tom Brady has this thing that he makes his centers do. Mm, I, I would sounds be, like Alex Mack needs to t- take a page out of that. But I'm 100% because, I mean, that, down that with that too. Yeah, and you put your hand, like you put, they put their hand. It's in there. On the, right, like on the, where the scrotum is, you know, <laughs> like you put your, the top of your yeah. hand there and then your other your hand in like, there. It's gotta be, uh, it's gotta be a solid connection. So your, your, your hand is up, up top. Yeah. Yeah. It's right there. It, it's those no things around that, it unless you're in shotgun. <laughs> it's like the intricacies you never really think of. Like I never really think about that. You look, you don't watch a football game and think, Oh man, I wonder if that center is so sweaty that it's affecting the quarterback's ability to get the ball snapped and, and throw the ball. And like, <laughs> you never think about something like that. It's crazy. What could go on during the course of a football game? Yeah, he needs more baby powder. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Baby powder up, Alex Mack. Come on. Need to get a sponsorship worked with Dr. Scholes or something like that. Johnson and Johnson. Yeah. How about this one? 
good news here. Uh, the plan is still Nick Bosa to be ready for week one. They're obviously taking things very slow with him. I would be surprised if he plays a single snap in the preseason, but Kyle Shanahan reiterated there's no setbacks or anything. The plan is to work him in slow and, and get him ready for week one. So smart move. Uh, Nick Bosa doesn't need reps. Like that guy was a 10 year veteran technique wise when he walked into the NFL, right? Just make sure he's healthy for week one. Yeah, and it seems like they're not just taking it slow with him. Other guys, too, like Jalen Hurd, they've been bringing him along slowly. I think a lot of people want to make a little bit more on about him, like missing practices or, you know, he's involved in something and then he's not involved in something. But I think overall it's just them taking it slow. There is no rush. Their thing is let's get him prepared to be able to play week one. If, if obviously, he's that healthy, which he's participated in – 11 on 11, he just had his first catch the other day. So I'm assuming he'll be ready for week one. But, they, you know, just take it take it slow. Take and it slow that probably. actually might be good for uh, Jalen Hurd. I think they expect him maybe to make the team. I- I'd say if they really felt like, nah, we're going to make him just make compete him against all these other guys, I think he'd be out there more. Mm. But with them, with them kind of really taking it slow, I think they're trying to really prepare him for the start of the season. Interesting. Yeah, that's still such a huge unknown. One guy that I thought would be an unknown that would be coming along slower is D Ford. He has thoughts on uh, his football career, how he's feeling, and then uh, newcomer Arden Key on the defensive line. We'll hear from uh, some quotes from Emmanuel Mosley as well. No players left on the COVID list for the 49ers. All that will finish up today's Locked On 49ers. There is something for everyone at Built.com. Guilt-free snack. It tastes delicious. You don't feel like you're missing out on anything, yet you're getting all this protein and high fiber in a low-sugar, low-calorie snack. Are you hungry? Do you need a snack? Do you want something that tastes good but won't ruin your diet? It's easy. Built Bar. Power your workout. You need something to get you between meals. You're on a long drive. Pull out a Built Bar. You're good to go on your commute. Uh, You forgot breakfast. Grab yourself a Built Bar. Built.com. Buy yourself a box. Mix your own box of Built Bars. 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories ranging from 130 to 180. Only 4 or 5 grams of sugar and only 4 or 5 grams of net carbs in every bar, amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy, and Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you will get 15% off your order. That is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% at Built.com. You want in on the action? Well, you can get some at BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports Bet Online even has awards, TV shows, and reality TV you can bet on. Table games, poker, blackjack, real time, updated odds, and props on almost anything you can imagine. And oh yeah, back to the sports. NFL props, futures, offensive, defensive rookies of the year, Super Bowl champions, win totals, Major League Baseball all summer long. We've got any number of other things you can get in on the action at betonline.ag. Just remember to tell them that Locked On sent you the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your sports, and it's free to sign up. Just go to betonline.ag, use promo code Locked On, and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Croc. 
I think the biggest shock from camp so far, well, I mean, obviously Trey Lance, seeing how quickly he's come along is is huge for the 49ers. But the most surprising development is probably D Ford. And he was asked about if he had thoughts about retirement. He said, hell no. I haven't put my best ball on tape yet. This is my life. This is what I do. You hear a lot of players say a lot of stuff like, you know, some scrub will be like, I'm the best player in the world. Um, but D Ford's not one of those types of guys. D Ford like seems like one of those guys that you would, uh, that I would enjoy very much hanging out with off the field. He's very thoughtful. What do you think? D Ford maybe hasn't even put his best ball on tape yet. Just the confidence for him to say that is, is a good sign, I think. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's just the, the thing to say when you're in his position. But I will say the whole, you know, not even thinking about retirement. Like, yeah, man, like I, I, I talked about this with Jason Verrett as well. Some guys, they just have like these winning mentalities that they're just going to fight through the adversity and not like, you know, just give in to it. Right. And he seems like another guy like I, I bet he was really focused on coming back and was not going to let this back injury keep him out. We've seen same thing with J- uh, Jason Verrett being out, you know, what dang near four straight years with injuries and last year having a terrific season. And this year in camp, it seems like he's playing amazing. Like he's all over the field. So there are guys, some guys are just wired different. I think that's why a lot of times professionals, they are professionals for a certain reason. Their mindset is just a little different. They got a little bit more crazy in them and they're able to fight through adversity to get to the point where they are now. D Ford is such a good player too. Like if they could just get... 90% of what D Ford was and have him only play on third and longs. I mean, that'd be huge for the 49ers defense because he's so good coming off the edge. Yeah, give him about 10 to 15 snaps a game. Yeah, that's all that he has is, to do. Now he's gonna pay he's getting paid a whole lot of money mm-hmm. for those 15 snaps. And there's gonna be those tweets that come out that saying how much money he's making per snap. It's yeah. probably gonna be like, you know, he's making like, I don't know, two hundred thousand dollars per snap, but Hey man, whatever they've they're already giving them the money, yep. and it ain't my money. So, uh, you know, just however you have to utilize him to keep him healthy and 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 make it to where he's firing off those that edge. Do it, yep. do it. And I think a limited snap count would definitely help. That money's guaranteed, so he's going to get it whether he plays or not. So let's let's use him for the most impactful plays. I'm sure is the plan for the 49ers defense when he's not in there. A guy that might be working his way onto the team and actually make the squad. Uh, this might be one of the first ones we get wrong, Croc. Judging by how good the second team defensive line has been playing in practice, and Arden Key coming over from the Raiders, he was at the podium on Sunday and he said he was a perfect fit for the 49ers he loves the defense the wide nine just play fast no thinking involved and uh, he said he's want to be in San Francisco since the pre-draft 30 visit that he had and that he wanted out of the Raiders for a while which had happened earlier it was just a bad fit and a bad system for him and the fit wasn't right I mean Arden Key what do you think maybe a little stock up for Arden Key 6'5 I think he was really slim coming out of college, but at LSU, I remember really liking uh, his ability, flexibility coming off the edge. He's got the long arms. He's got that long, flexible frame you're looking for in an edge rusher, and the 49ers might need some depth there. And and that was one of the questions I had coming into the year. If you got Abelcom and uh, to go with Nick, uh, Nick Bosa, obviously, and, and they're ready for week one, then you get D Ford, which I wasn't sure about, and then Arden Key gives you a little extra something. Uh, that edge starts to look a lot better depth-wise for the Niners. Yeah, I really like the depth, and his comments were very interesting, and he was very open about how he felt about his time with the Raiders. I, I think scheme fit is probably one of the most underrated aspects of a player either performing well or not. Now, there are some guys that can play in any scheme, 
Aaron Donald. I mean, he's going to be great regardless. Jalen Ramsey, he'll be great regardless. But there are some guys that really need or have a, a specific skill set. And it seems like Arden Key feels like he's one of those guys. Whatever they were asking him to do, he's like, man, this does not feel fit my skill set. Now, to hear him just openly say, man, I just want to out of there. And I'm glad I'm out. And I don't know why, but great. <laughs> you know, it was a little like, all right, that, you know, you don't have to go that far. But hey, if the 49ers are a better fit for him and Mohurst, Awesome. Now, wide nine, it sounds like it. that's something that he's looking forward to playing in. Now, how well he's doing, I don't think I've heard like a whole lot of glowing remarks from him in training camp. But preseason, like you said, man, we got a game coming up this Saturday. And I think that'll let us know what they feel about him with where they have him playing. Right. Is he going to play in the first quarter, second quarter? Yeah. Uh, and what is what does he do with those reps? So now it's like if you feel like this is the best fit for you. There's no excuses now. Like, let's see you let it rip. Right. And, you know, come to think of it, it might have been Arden Key was the uh, the edge defender that flashed behind Trey Lance on that rep I was talking about that could have, you know, yeah. obviously they can't touch him. Uh, and actually on that same point, there was somebody on Twitter that hit me up, and I don't have the tweet up in front of me right now, but they were basically like, look, Peacock, you said that playing against the second team has been too easy for Trey Lance. But the defensive line, the second team defensive line is beating the second team offensive line like a drum. And he's still got to play behind that second team offensive line. And to, to that, I would say, yes, you have a point there. The, the second team defensive line is better, especially on the interior. Um, and Arden Key basically said that Mo Hurst felt pretty much the same way as he did and, and loves this scheme fit. And uh, I expect Mo Hurst to make the team. And he's been shown out in training camp. But they can't put their hands on the quarterback either. So I, I think if you're talking about training camp practices I think the drop off from the second team back seven compared to the first team is much more helpful than having a defensive line that's that's beating an offensive line when they can't even touch you in practices so I will say that like yes yes it's not good if the defensive line is beating your offensive line in practice but they can't touch you you have a much bigger advantage if you're back seven that's a huge drop off from the starting back seven for the 49ers defense that you're playing against and you get your the the number one wide receivers and and tight ends mixed in that you get to throw to against those guys too right and it does sound like the reserve edge rushers or whoever is kind of kicking the second team offensive lines but I don't know. This is one thing, and I want to say this real quick for the fans to kind of keep into perspective. When you look at the second team offensive line, all those guys aren't won't be playing at one time outside of preseason. So when the game comes, you just got to find those two guys mm-hmm. that are good, that are solid, that are going to help. But like right now, when you have an entire second team offensive line where offensive line play around the league is already down. That second team offensive line that's in there for a whole, you know, series or whatever, they're probably not going to look good. Trey, Trey Lance, <laughs> I'm not I, in the game. I don't want to put my prize rookie behind that offensive line. Uh, the starter guys like Trent Williams, you guys, I'm sorry, you guys going to have to play a little bit extended uh, time because I don't want Trey Lance having to play behind Colt McKivitz, Colton McKivitz, who looks like he's ready to get Trey Lance killed. And then it's going to look so weird. Like, is going to look everything is going to be so sped up that that's what happens when you play behind a bad offensive line i talk about it kind of like that with a defensive backs right with your time clock things get rushed a little bit maybe when you're playing somebody that's faster than you it's like that with the with the offensive line as well where you're if your second group offensive line doesn't block very well Trey Lance is going to start doing some weird stuff. He's going to start throwing passes before he 
wants to throw it. He's going to feel rushed with everything that he's doing mentally. He's going to start taking off sooner, uh, you know, running the ball when you're like, oh, man, if he would have hung in there, he would have been able to drive this throw here. But he's like, dude. I'm worried about Colton McKivitz and whoever else is on the second team offensive line. Aaron Banks actually is one of them, so that's not a great sign because right now he's <laughs> still running with the twos, their uh, their second round draft pick at right guard. Um, but and I think part of it is just that the, the Niners are really good depth wise at defensive tackle, especially. So like, there's a lot of guys that could that, that that could give you really quality snaps that are veterans even in the NFL that are on that defensive uh, second unit up front so that that's that adds to it as well as far as how good uh they are in that battle against the second team offensive line last couple notes here real quick because we're running out of time emmanuel mosley past breakup on his first play coming off of the covid list so that's really important for the 49ers to have mosley and jason verrett healthy this year as the starting cornerbacks he said he was pumped up by the crowd and then he said something that i was surprised that i knew but it, it didn't really dawn on me he said it's the first time he's had a crowd at Levi's Stadium since the NFC Championship game. Wow. That's crazy, right? Yeah. And that's why everybody was like, oh, we missed you, Faithful. And I was wondering, like, man, okay, I mean, we just had a season, but yeah. I didn't even think about that. I that, didn't think about it either. Man, they, have, they haven't seen 49er fans in a year. And then that end of the season where the Niners had to play in Arizona, like, that was just a disaster last year. I'd kind of forgotten. Like that whole part, that's, that's kind of like a race from my memory. I'd, I'd forgotten. This offseason has been so crazy, I forgot how bizarre the 2020 NFL season really was. <laughs> right. um, Mosley said he's changing to number four. He wore number four in high school, and it's kind of like his family number. His brothers wore number four. Uh, Juwan Jennings, also back from the COVID list, saw him making a few plays in practice. And Jaquaski Tart comes off the COVID list and onto the pup list with his toe injury. And uh, last thing here, I don't know if you have any notes on Tavon Wilson, what kind of a player he is, but he's he's going to be the starting safety, it looks like, to start the season unless Tart comes along with his toe quickly and is ready to play sometime soon. Tavon Wilson running with the ones at strong safety. He's been around since 2012. It's crazy that he's been around so long. I've known Tavon Wilson existed, but I can't remember seeing that much of Tavon Wilson playing in the NFL. Four years with New England, four years with Detroit. And then last year with the Indianapolis Colts, he's 31 years old. He started a handful of games. He's been mostly a backup safety throughout his career. Do you have a scouting report on Tavon Wilson? No, I don't. I remember him playing for the Lions, but when you're playing with the Lions, especially for four years, a team that's not really making any noise, and they're kind of just pegged as just a bad defense in general, that's one of the things that people say, you know, in defense of Matthew Stafford. I think people just don't see you. So hopefully it helps. You know, he's a veteran. And I know there are a lot of people that are like, oh, signing just camp body. And I'm like, dude, some of these guys aren't just camp bodies. Like, you're a veteran between him, Tony Jefferson. People probably feel like they, you can come in and play to some extent or at the very least be a reserve guy. Now, people coming out and saying, well, Jaquaski Tari, better better be careful. I, I pump my brakes a little bit because I think I think the world is hard. I think he's a terrific football player. Mm -hmm. And they know exactly what they're getting from him. And I feel like from the moment he's healthy, he'll be back out there. But it's not bad to have a guy like Tavon Wilson, who it sounds like is doing very well during training camp. Absolutely. Marcel Harris, no longer a strong safety. He's a strong side linebacker, apparently. Yeah. And and it sounds like because I thought when I when I heard Marcel Harris was playing linebacker. I thought they had a little dime linebacker, a little something working there, and maybe that's how they'll utilize him if they utilize him at all on defense, kind of work him in in some certain situations. But it sounds like he's just straight-up linebacker. Like, he's just a, a linebacker. And Aziz Alshair hurt right now. He'll come back, I 
think, before week one, Kyle Shanahan said. So a little bit more depth at linebacker now as well for the Niners with Marcel Harris working in there. Very interesting. Yeah, Marcel out there looking like Deion Buchanan, you know, when he was with the <laughs> – yeah. uh, with, with the, like you just put bigger, in the corners. you just put bigger shoulder pads on, and it makes you feel like okay, I'm a linebacker now. Let's go. <laughs> right. All right. Uh, we got to get out of here, Croc. Always fantastic chatting Niners with you, and we'll do it again tomorrow. Right here, locked on 49ers.